Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Los Lobos Christmas music as we kind of sprinkle some in here before next week. We might go full bore on Christmas next week Ooh. soon. We'll have to see. I was just looking up the football game for tonight because I had forgotten. It's the Chargers and the Raiders, so that's a terrible game. But that is <laughs> Thursday night yeah, football. Yeah, not the most exciting. No. It's, it's those Thursday night matchups. I don't know. The people at Amazon, they've really, I don't know if they scheduled games that were crappy or if it just turned out that they were crappy or maybe a combination Probably of both. the uh, two. We'll have, you know, the Blues play tonight, I believe, uh, against Ottawa. And Joey Vitale is going to join us here in just a little bit ahead of that uh, with a tight timetable, I must say, because I didn't realize they were playing tonight. So they're at mm. uh, Enterprise. But, of course, Joey has had some amazing, well, when he was little, he had amazing experiences at SSM Health Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital. They were life-changing. He'll share that story. It's the Trio Hope campaign time. We're going to inspire some of you later this hour. I have John Ziegler, my friend from Los Angeles and the host of the podcast, The Death of Journalism. And right now, we have Bill O'Reilly, the iconic author of um, a series of books, including the latest one, Killing the Witches. Of course, he's from the O'Reilly Factor. You can read everything these days at BillOReilly.com. We're going to talk about the book just a little bit, but also some current events. Bill, Merry Christmas. Welcome back. How are you? You know, I'm the same, Mark, which is tragic for everybody, but uh, I want to uh, wish everybody in the St. Louis area very nice Christmas and enjoy yourselves. Can you get us one more starting pitcher or at least someone for the bullpen for the Cardinals for Christmas? Do you have any kind of say in that whatsoever? We we need that. Yeah, I think the Cardinals will be better. I mean, it was a little rough last year, but you have some good skill position players. Um, so I think you're going to be competitive this year. Yeah, I think we'll be all right. It's just it was such a, a shock to the system here because we're not used to having a season that was so uh, below Average. It was sub-average. I think that's fair to say. Let's get into some stuff here, Bill. Hunter skipped his deposition, but he took the time to have a nice news conference outside of the Capitol yesterday. Your, your thoughts on that? It seems like the Justice Department is not doling out even some of these things equally just because of the way this has all gone down. And, of course, Congress could issue some sort of contempt hearing or citation for this, right? Yeah, it's an outrageous situation. Number one, uh, the man defies a uh, lawful subpoena from Congress. 
Um, Steve Bannon, the MAGA guy, the Trump guy, did the same thing and was convicted uh, in a federal court and sentenced to four months in prison. He's appealing that, but there's no difference what Hunter Biden did to what Steve Bannon did. So you would assume that Hunter Biden will be arrested, charged, and convicted. So that does not reflect real well on his father, the president, who then issues a statement after his son defies a subpoena saying how proud he is of him. Does that make sense to any American? Um, I think we're supposed to be a country of laws. Your son just embarrassed you in front of the world by giving the middle finger to the House committees. Um, It's just... It's really deteriorating, Mark, very quickly for the entire Biden administration. It's going down fast. And I think it is, but they seem emboldened by the fact that they, they know that they can say a lot of things that will never be challenged by the uh, the mainstream media. You know, I don't know if you saw, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show. I've been out a couple of days this week, Bill, so this is the first day I've been back on the air since last Thursday. And I was in Las Vegas over the weekend, and uh, we went to a party Saturday night. My friends and I got back and made the terrible mistake of turning on Saturday Night Live, which is always a terrible idea. But I don't know if you saw the cold open with the... Yeah, uh, I saw it. It was terrible. I mean, I, I, I could not believe how insulting that was. I couldn't believe that anyone in their right mind would sit in a writer's room knowing what actually happened at that hearing with Elise Stefanik and made her out to be like some sort of evil person in this, considering what Claudine Gay and the other professors had to say. It was just, out- I and mean, that was a new level of outrage for me. So I think my point is they do this because they know they can get away from it, that it's not going to be challenged in most of the mainstream, um, you know, legacy media and even pop culture like that. Yeah, but they got pounded. SNL got pounded for doing it. But what people need to understand is it's over for the media. It's over for entertainment television. It's over for the movie industry. It's over for cable news. It's over for network news. People do not anymore um, take those things uh, or give them a level of importance. So what happens is that, that Americans now go on the Internet and they go into sites that they like and they get drips and drabs of what's happening. But the Biden administration's poll numbers are about as bad as I've ever seen in my almost 50 years in journalism. He's done. And the border did it, uh, paying so much more for essentials. Everybody's paying more. That did it. And his general demeanor, um, this is no way. The media will continue to cover for him. They'll try every way they can to diminish the Republicans and Trump. Um, But the folks really, they have it now. So once the people turn on you, it's very hard to get them back. And uh, the media is not going to play that big a role next year in the presidential election. Bill, do you have any updated feelings? Now we're finally, we're about a month away from the caucuses in Iowa, and it's going to be here really quickly, I think, because, you know, Christmas is in 12 days or whatever. These things happen quickly. So it doesn't look like anything really is going to change. Trump's probably going to blow out the field. There's still hope that is being held out by Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. But do you have any other expectations of how this race on the Republican side is going to move forward? Well, a Trump will win in Iowa. I don't know what the margin will be. I mean, DeSantis is hoping he'd be competitive. If DeSantis gets wiped out in Iowa, he'll have to fold the tent. He's just not going to have enough money to compete. Haley will be until the end. Um, Trump does not like her personally. She would be the best VP 
um, because the polls show that she would beat Biden by a much wider margin than Trump would, because independent voters uh, would uh, pull a lever for Haley. But I don't see her. Uh, maybe Trump would do it. It'd be smart tactically to put her on a second. But he's got the inform- uh, he has got the nomination pretty much locked down. What really is in play now is the Supreme Court and how they will handle uh, the appeal made on whether uh, a sitting president can be charged with conspiracy, because that's what the special counsel is doing. And the Trump lawyers say, you can't do that. Uh, Trump was president. He has a right to his opinion. And you're charging with conspiracy. It's a flimsy charge. I suspect the, the Supreme Court might help Trump here. And if that's the case, then all hell will break loose, that's for sure. So uh, on the topic of Israel and Gaza, where, um, you know, it's been, uh, to me, outrageous. I mentioned the testimony last week, but some of the things that are happening on these campuses and with young people in particular, Bill. But then you also have the White House sort of warning Israel about going too far. And you have more reports that are seemingly accepted by the legacy media about how many, you know, civilian deaths are occurring in Gaza. Where, Where are your expectations and how this you know, kind of continues here into the next year. Well, I wrote, and we talked about it on your program, uh, killing the killers, and the only way you defeat terrorism is to kill them. That's it. They're not negotiating um, apparatus. Uh, Hamas has made it quite clear that they're going to try to kill Jews any way they can, and that's not going to stop. So Trump decapitated ISIS by killing all the leadership, uh, Obama and Trump decapitated al-Qaeda by doing the same. And that's what Netanyahu wants to do to Hamas, hunt down the leadership and kill them. So all this talk about a ceasefire and uh, don't do this and don't do that. Biden's playing politics. He knows the progressive left, which is his uh, main spear point, doesn't like Israel. So he's trying to do this dance. But I don't expect the United States to really do much uh, in the Israel-Hamas conflict there will send aid and weapons to Israel, and I think that will continue. So tell me what you're doing on News Nation. Are you sparring with uh, Chris Cuomo these days? Yeah, I'm on uh, Monday with Leland Vitter, a former Fox News alumni. St. Louis guy. Used to be a KMOX bill, Leland did. And he's very uh, skilled. And then I'm on Wednesday with Cuomo, wise him up. Um, yeah, thank you. So, <laughs> you know, it's fun for me. I don't have to do much. They send a big truck to my house, and I sit in a little chair and uh, bloviate. That's that? pretty much my life here, Mark. <laughs> yeah, on a much smaller scale, that's my life as well. You know, it would be a great Christmas gift or a stocking stuffer. The book Killing the Witches, The Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. We talked about it before, Bill, but let's, uh, let's get a plug and inspire some folks to get that underneath the tree this holiday season. Yeah, sure. I mean, Killing the Witch is about two months plus out, sold 250,000 copies, which is enormous because people don't read that much these days with the cell phones. So huge hit. And the reason is that people don't know what happened on the Mayflower. They don't know what happened uh, in Massachusetts Bay and how 20 human beings wound up with ropes around their neck. But then I take it to modern-day witch hunts. You know, I, I had uh, every time Trump gives a speech, he says the word witch hunt. So I had one of his guys, I came across him, I said, look, when he does that, can you just hold up my book, Killing the Witches, when he says witch hunt? That would really be good marketing for me. 
Um, but we do talk about uh, the uh, lack of due process now, the accusations or convictions, uh, all the crazy stuff. And we give examples of people whose lives were ruined by fallacious accusations in America, which are running wild. So there's a lot of relevance to this book, and we get into demonic possession, which was the heart of the witch accusations. And, of course, The Exorcist was the uh, demonstration. Um, most recently, the book and the movie, and what happened on the movie set of The Exorcist is just unbelievable. Yeah, and Unbelievable and what so, happened. I think so you even all of that is in Killing the Witches. Great Christmas gift. It's the 13th Killing book. And I think you mentioned, there, there's like, I can't remember all the details, but there's a St. Louis connection even to The Exorcist and the, the true story of that, I think. Yeah. I mean, we tell a story about the kid, Ronald Hunkler, 13 years old, Maryland boy, who uh, for three months went through an ordeal that is harrowing. And we were able to get all the diaries of the eight priests uh, based in St. Louis, the Jesuits uh, based in St. Louis. And that's where the exorcism was performed. Amazing. O'Reilly, great, don't know that. great to have you it. on. Merry Christmas to you. We'll, uh, you don't need any help from Trump selling this book. You're doing just fine. But have a great Christmas, and we'll talk to you after the first of the year. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. Bye. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You know, I mentioned the SNL thing with O'Reilly here a few minutes ago, and I, I really didn't pounce on that much earlier, and I wasn't here for two days this week, but I could not believe what I saw on Saturday night. And we just kind of tuned in. I was out in Las Vegas, tuned in because we knew SNL is a big joke and it's not very funny, but watch the cold open. Now, I'm going to start screaming questions at these women like I'm Billy Eichner. <laughs> Anti-Semitism, yay or nay? I'm sorry, what? Yes or no is calling for the 
the genocide of Jews against the code of conduct. I, I got to stop it because it was so painfully unfunny and embarrassing. John Ziegler is here from the Death of Journalism podcast, our friend from Los Angeles. Zig, how are you this afternoon? Did you see that by any chance? I, I saw the clip of it, yes. It was, considering what went on last week at that hearing, I can't believe, you know, there's a lot of things, and you highlight it all the time with the Death of Journalism podcast, but to watch SNL completely, and maybe I should expect this, mangle what really happened at that hearing and try to make Elise Stefanik be the bad guy in it was just stunning to me, but I guess that's what they do and what we've come to expect. It, this one seemed to be in a different level of just shame. Well, I'm actually kind of an interesting focus group on this because um, I actually did not agree with all of the right-wing hysteria over the committee hearing because I'm a free speech person, and I do believe that there should be some context at times. But to me, what SNL should have been focused on, and I agree that Stefanik was not the bad guy here, they should have been focused on the hilarious hypocrisy of these elite academics who were suddenly standing on free speech on this issue when they don't care at all about free speech when it comes to things like, for instance, uh, protecting women's sports or or things of that nature. And so that, to me, is where a funny skit would have had a lot of potential, is if you if you just change their answers to, based upon the subject matter to determine, you know, what was the woke uh, proper response, that would have been funny. But that, that's not even in the in the, the the stratosphere of what SNL was even thinking about because they're in a very woke bubble. On the hearing itself, though, you know, and I understand, and, and I've made it clear, I'm, I'm, I'm a free speech person, too, and I, I would put it into perspective this way, and I've always been consistent on this. I know that people are horrified we've tried to ban flag burning. Uh, that's free speech in, in my mind, right? But I do think that there, you know, even though there's context, I think that with Elise Stefanik giving Claudine Gay and some of these other elites um, more than one chance to say, okay, maybe maybe what this river to the sea and all the genocide talk is a little different than just free speech, I, I thought that they handled that so embarrassingly. And obviously she's no, not I, going anywhere Mark, because I get of her it. color. I, I get it, and there's no chance that Claudine Gay survives that unless she's a black female. Right, no chance. Zero chance, especially with the plagiarism charges. And in today's episode of The Death of Journalism, I go into great detail about uh, her stance on equity and how, how ironic it is that she got the job out of equity and now she can't lose the job because of equity because she's too big to fail. Because if she loses the job, it, the whole entire concept of equity collapses. So she's actually protected by the same thing that got her to the job in the first place. Yeah, and and that's that's embarrassing, but that's kind of what we've come to believe in uh, in academia. And you could not have a better juxtaposition with the chick from Penn going right away because she's white and Claudine Gay, people doubling down on everything with her. Agreed. I mean, when you're a black female, you have an extra layer of force field protection that the University of Pennsylvania president did not have because she's just a female. That does, that does, if you're white, that does, that's not enough anymore. Um, and so, you know, being a black female is absolutely why she survived this. And it's 100 uh, percent. And anybody who denies that is, is delusional. So what, what are your thoughts further? And I don't know how much you covered on, on the podcast on the, um, the continuing coverage of Gaza and Israel. And, and seemingly you, you have some situations where even the White House is, is warning Netanyahu and the Israelis that they're losing some of the support. It, it seems to me that all of the coverage since October 7th has been certainly leaned in at least the um, sensitivity to the Gazan people and, and the Palestinians. But 
I, I just don't know if we're getting the full truth out of any side at this point, John. Look, I'm a defender of Israel, and I, I can't stand anything close to what Hamas did. And to me, there should be moral, moral clarity here. And this is not a both sides type of situation. And we've not seen that in most of the American media coverage, especially after the the initial terrorist attack. There's been a lot of focus on is Israel going too far and and a lot of I think to me the worst coverage has been of these quote unquote pro Palestinian rallies, whether they're in college campuses or in woke cities. They're not pro Palestinian. They're pro Hamas yes. anti Israel. Let's yes. be clear about yeah. that. And that and the media has really blown that element of the story in my opinion. Now you had one of those I saw some of the coverage a couple of days ago. I'm not sure on what freeway, but on the highway closing down right. for a few hours. You had school buses, kids on school buses. Right. Achieving what? It's the same as these idiots that, you know, glue their hands to paintings in Paris. Yeah, it was the 110 freeway here in Los Angeles, and as you know as well as anybody, the traffic here is always insane, and this just created a massive catastrophe. And that alone, forget about what your cause is, that alone ought to have created and sparked in widespread condemnation, and I haven't seen it if it existed here in Los Angeles. What, what's your take on the impeachment inquiry right now? Oh, I hate the whole story because, one— um, I, I don't think Biden's ever going to be impeached because the Republican majority is way too, too small. Yeah, that's right. Um, and and then obviously he's never going to be removed from office because of the nature of the Senate. So this is a, a complete waste of time, in my opinion. I would like to get to the bottom of some of these corruption allegations. But to me, I am in the camp of I see a lot of smoke and a lot of very legitimate questions being asked and a lot of stuff that looks really bad. But to me, I don't think the case has been 100 percent proven yet. I'd like to see that. But the idea of removing Biden from office, especially in an election year, is ridiculous. And of course, by the way, there's nobody there's nobody in the Republican Party who really wants Biden removed from office to be replaced by Kamala Harris and not be the candidate in 2024. I mean, it's it's hilarious, right, if we're being right, serious right. about this. No, of course. But, you know, and I would agree, and even Congressman Smith, I had him on earlier. You know, he's the chair of House Ways and Means and one of the point people on the um, inquiry. He, he admits that, that you don't have final proof, but this is about trying to find out the answer to the questions. And I think there's more than enough fair questions to ask here, considering some of the details that have come out. Oh, I agree. And, and by the way, as you probably know, Mark, I'm a big believer in incentive structures and trying to figure out stories. And to me, the key to this Biden corruption story has always been that the origins come in Biden's second term as vice president. Why is that important? It's because at that moment, you have to remember, he thinks his career is over, right? Because Hillary is going to be the nominee in 2016. He knows that. And she's going to win, right? So there's no future for him politically. Therefore, he is far more incentivized, at least in theory, to sell his soul because this is last call. So I am willing to believe a lot of this stuff, if proven, because his incentive structure at that time was uniquely perverse. Absolutely. Uh, did you see? I'm going to ask Sue this question, too, because I was out a couple of days this week. Sue, did you see the I think John seen it, the, the Jill Biden Christmas video? You mean with the people dancing through the White House? Yeah, it, it was kind. It was kind of weird, John. Did you see that? Yeah, and I, I I've read that the group behind that has quite a history. Seems like a very woke video to me. Is, is that a misinterpretation? 
Oh, it's well beyond woke. But if if what I'm reading is true, and it appears to be that that group on its website uh, is beyond woke, they're racist against white people in a very dramatic way. Oh, that's interesting. I don't. I didn't know oh, the, I didn't the know specifics that. of the group. I'm going to have to look into that. By the way, I, I did talk about this a little bit in the last hour. How about Boston having the uh, no white supremacist Christmas party for the members of the city council? You know, I'm I'm glad there's some outrage over that because there should be, but. Living here in Southern California, that kind of stuff is not even that shocking anymore. I mean, this is the world we're now going to live in, Mark. This is it. I, as I, you know, as I keep telling people in the middle of the country, like you guys in in St. Louis, you got to hold the line because this is what's coming for you if you don't. John Ziegler from Los Angeles, the Death of Journalism podcast. This is um, self-indulgent, but you love golf, and I love golf, and I spent some time last week with Brian Katrick from PGA Tour Radio on the day that John Rahm sort of uh, migrated to LIV. But, John, some of this stuff is still so confusing to me because I thought they were going to have a deal, whether you want to call it a merger or not. Uh, Isn't it confusing overall, and what's going to happen here? I don't think it's that confusing, really. I think the John Rahm deal, which infuriated me, but did not shock me because I've been predicting for over a year that if anybody was going to go, that was a big name, it was going to be Rom because of his specific uh, circumstances. Uh, but to me, this is a clear-cut situation where Liv was not happy with the direction of the negotiations for the merger. The deadline is supposed to be the end of the year. And they uh, fired a shot and said, look, either you make a deal on our terms or there will be blood, and let us show you the blood. And the, to me, I, I now think there is zero chance of a deal being made between the PGA Tour and Liv that does not, in my opinion, destroy golf. The only way there's going to be a deal is if the PGA Tour waves the white flag because they now have no leverage, and Liv has shown that they're willing to go on a monetary kamikaze attack to destroy not just an American institution – but a charity. That's what the PGA Tour is as its essence, which has been lost in all this. They're a charity. Now, and I have no love for the PGA Tour. First time I ever got fired in my entire career, and I've been fired many times, was by the PGA Tour. I worked for PGA <laughs> Tour Productions just out of college. So I have no love for the PGA Tour. Um, but I'm telling you um, that this was very bad news, and this, to me, was a clear sign that no good deal is going to happen with regard to live in the PGA Tour. As a fan of the game, and you, you play the game, I play it, but I'm a fan of professional I, I'm just sad about it all. I really yeah. I mean, I never watched any LIV stuff last year, and I don't... It's horrendous. Yeah, I don't feel it's like horrendous. I'm It's horrendous, because here's the most likely scenario out of all this. We're only going to get the best players playing four times a year. That's going to be it. And everything else is going to be garbage. And all the old records are going to be meaningless. I mean, Tiger's Tiger has a lot at stake here, Tiger Woods, because, you know, not only are he has the all-time record tied for most wins in the PGA Tour history, and, you know, that kind of stuff is, is not going to have nearly the significance in the, in the future uh, because the PGA Tour is going to be fragmented and golf is going to be fragmented. And, you know, I don't know how long the Saudis are going to spend all this money. People need to understand this is not a financial decision. This is they're they're going to lose five hundred million dollars plus on the John Rom deal, but they don't care because they've got unlimited oil money. By the way, some of which they're paying 
underground to Donald Trump for rental of his golf courses to use and live events while he's the Republican presumptive presidential nominee, which is just astonishing to me that that's not a news story. That is an interesting little connection there. John Ziegler, always great to have you on. Do, are you allowed, like, in your part of California to even put up Christmas decorations this time of year? Um, so far, yeah, I live in a um, – I don't live in L.A. County, so in Ventura County, just north of L.A., I guess we're still allowed to do that. Yeah, well, at least listen. For at least for now. Sincerely, have a great Christmas. I appreciate all the contributions over the uh, the year, and we will talk soon. I hope you get some tea times in the next couple of weeks as Merry well. Merry Christmas. Man. All right, take care. Merry take Christmas. Care. By the way, I, I went to Dorrance Dance. That's the group. I'm glad that John led me into this. I'm a little behind on some of the uh, the prep this week just because I, I was off. But if you go to DorranceDance.com, there's a, that's the group that did the video for Jill Biden in the White oh, House. Oh, okay. And they, oh, you'll find all kinds of anti-racism stuff. And Great. you'll be asked about what is white privilege, what is systemic racism, what is white fragility. You know, what does it mean if you, let's just press this one, what does it mean if you stay silent about racism? That means you're a white supremacist and you, uh, you can't, you know, let's see, it says here. What does it mean if you stay silent about racism? Wait, and they just danced through the White House? Were they hired by Joe Biden? Yeah, what yeah, is that no, we part paid of? Them. I'm sure that we, oh, yeah. we paid them to do that. And they did this dance thing, which was very colorful. And But you could just tell looking at the video that it was about woke as hell. And, of course, they have all kinds of information Dorrance Dance does on how to be an anti-racist and not a white supremacist. 537, Joy Vitale from the Blues, coming up next. After the end of a good fight, deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Audio cut of the day coming up here before the end of the show. We have a Reardon Roundtable tomorrow. I got a lot to catch up on because I was gone for the uh, the start of this week. But Jane will be here, State Rep Donna Berenger and Greg Keller on my side tomorrow. Paul Hall and Entertainment, Kusumano with sports. We got Costas on the show tomorrow. And my friend, music journalist Tim Summer. I went and saw you two at Sphere last week. And Tim has this amazing story about hanging with Bono and the Edge when they were like when they were all 18 or 19. Tim was the same age as those guys earlier in the 80s and uh, it's really a fascinating story and I just wanted to share my sphere experience as well. My next guest kind of pisses me off because he exudes positivity and seemingly is always in a good mood which is the opposite of me, Joy Vitale from the Blues. How are you and Merry Christmas to you. Hey Mark, how you? well you know what Mark, to be honest my, my dad said you know, when I was a kid, he said, you got to stay positive all the time because, you know, if, it's either it's either you're crying or you're laughing and you have a choice along the way. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, although things aren't great for blues lately and, and things get a little bit hectic around the holidays, you might as well put on a smile and laugh your way through it.
Well, and I think, and we'll get to the Blues in a second, that, that'll kind of segue into our conversation. We always, this time of year, try to encourage people to give to the Trio Hope campaign. I'm, I'm with Tom Ackerman and Julie Tristan from KZK doing a trivia night here in a couple of Fridays on the 5th that we're getting people signed up for. But your story, I mean, you should have a smile on your face just because of everything that you survived with the help of the, uh, the folks at Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital when, when you were under five years old, much which occurred when you were under three years old, right? Yeah, that's correct. So I was born in 1985. Uh, you know, Marianne and Sam, my parents, they had me. And right away, uh, Dr. Regent, it's, it's Cardinal Glennon, was kind of feeling around. And something wasn't right with both of my kidneys. I wasn't urinating properly. They found two obstructed ureters in both. And I did operation at eight days old. And, of course, my parents wanted to have me baptized. It was a pretty high-risk procedure. So I got baptized in my living room. I was right back in the hospital. And, of course, the, the procedure went well up until about three years old. They had to redo it. They had to do, do the surgery a couple times throughout my childhood. And I was actually playing college hockey, let's see, about 13, 14 years ago. They thought I had an appendicitis. I go in for an MRI. And, of course, they, they scan my whole body, and my appendix is fine, but they recognize that my, my left kidney is pretty much non-existent. My, my right kidney is double the size. So been issues across the board, but, like you said, might as well smile and enjoy life because it could have gone – south in a hurry as a baby but for the wonderful heroes nurses and doctors at Carmel Glenn who saved my life at a very young age and certainly have given me a wonderful life to lead now and, and you were you were the very first child ambassador for the Miracle Network weren't you that it was true yeah just kind of got lucky on that one and of course there was a lot of awesome things that followed suit with that of course I met the Lone Ranger being part of the first the first one there and then of course throwing out the opening pitch uh, with Fred Bird on the on the mound there in Goldbush Stadium, which was awesome. So yeah, pretty pretty cool. And that really just came down to timing of of when they started this program and me being one of the first Miracle Network children, not only in the Midwest but St. Louis. Well, I want people to get signed up for the trivia night. You can always give to the Tree Hope campaign outside of that, but we're going to get together on January 5th, 971talk.com slash events if you'd like to find out a little bit more and buy a ticket to uh, 10 people for $200. So it's a great deal. You got a game tonight over at Enterprise, right? Yeah, buddy, I'm heading down there right now. I just dropped my daughter off at volleyball way out west, and I'm racing down Highway 40, running into a little bit of traffic, and the Blues host the Ottawa Senators here tonight. As we all know, Craig Berube was relieved of his duties a couple days ago, so the first game behind the bench and first NHL game for Coach Drew Bannister tonight, Mark, so it should be a pretty exciting one. You know, it's interesting uh, that many times when coaches are fired, people, the fans are like, yeah, good, good riddance. But, you know, that was not the reaction with uh, Chief, certainly from a couple of days ago, especially concerning or considering the, the Stanley Cup. So I, did you find out about this on, on Tuesday night when the word got out, or was it Wednesday morning and your thoughts on that? Right. It was right after they lost the Detroit Red Wings. There was something in the air, Mark, I can't really explain it, but the Blues were down by two goals, and Craig Berube did not pull the goalie. They already allowed the one empty net. Something just seemed off, mm -hmm. and we obviously lost in the Columbus game and the Chicago game, two teams towards the bottom of the Eastern and Western conferences, the, the games before that. And then you lose and throw up a stinker on the Detroit Red Wings, a game you easily could have won. So something was just off, and then I got a call from my partner, Chris Kerber, as I was coming home after the postgame wrap-up on 101 there, and and, of course, he said, hey, man, not good. Craig Berube is going to be relieved of his duties. They're going to announce it here in about an hour. So very unfortunate. I've been you know, texting with the chief here a little bit uh, over the last couple of days. He seems like he's doing well. He understands it's the business. But, you know, to your point, Mark, this is an interesting response from the city of St. Louis, fans of the Blues and fans of hockey, where 
I think they love they just so much love for this coach for not only bringing a championship, the first in franchise history to St. Louis, but I just think he embodied the attitude and spirit of this city, which is just a blue collar, in your face, honest approach to life, honest approach to the sport of hockey. And I think that's what he endeared himself so much to these wonderful people around St. Louis. So he's going to be sorely missed. And I know that a lot of fans were, were bitterly disappointed about the move. But at the same time, if you're Doug Armstrong, you have a team that's underperforming. You can only do so much with the players. It's a very cap-tight situation across the league. You can't really trade players at this point. And really the only and the easiest decision in step one is always get rid of the coach and then try to bring in a new voice. And hopefully it sparks in a new direction. Of course, in 2018, it certainly did that when they relieved Mike Yo, brought in Craig Berube, and that year was history. Yeah. Well, what do you know about Coach Bannister? And at this point, he, he's just an interim, right? He is. Interim head coach. The job is wide open. It is, he is certainly a candidate. That's what Doug Armstrong mentioned yesterday in the press conference. But Drew Bannister, you know, just shy of 200 games as a player. He's coached for 12 years, all the way from you know, junior hockey in, for, for the youth in, in Canada. American Hockey League in San Antonio, Utica. He's recently just left the Springfield Thunderbirds, which is the Blues American Hockey League team down there. So plenty of coaching experience from the juniors all the way up into the American Hockey League. This is his first NHL game, and I think he'll find out pretty quickly it's a bit of a different beast. You go from coaching 19, 20, 21-year-olds in the minors, these kids who are hungry and full of vinegar, you know, wanting to make the next level. They're typically very obedient. Now you enter the NHL, you know, Mark, where you're coaching kids who are making $8 million. And yeah. It's a very different beast. Guys who have played almost 1,000 or over 1,000 hockey games in the National Hockey League. Veteran guys that are set in their ways. So it's, there's really one thing about an NHL coach if you want to be successful, and it's, it's not about the X's and O's. It really isn't. You know, the, the game is the game. It's how do you motivate these young men, these veteran players, these guys who were dads and you know just it, it's an interesting group and it's a very very difficult thing to do but people think so much about you know the x's and o's and the analytics of hockey being a good coach in the national hockey league it's just simple how do you communicate very well build relationships with your players and motivate them to do what's according to the game plan so it'll be a first test tonight for drew banister I was in Vegas last weekend. I had never been to T-Mobile to see. I've been there, but not to see a Golden Knights game. And I actually saw a pretty good one on Sunday night that went into a uh, shootout. However, and I don't know if this is regular for the Golden Knights, they were wearing these gold helmets, which just looked absolutely ridiculous. Now, my friends who I was with said that they don't wear those all the time, but are you familiar with those gold helmets, and what the hell are they thinking, Joey? I know they won the Stanley Cup, but good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Vegas, Mark. I mean, yeah. what, what can you say? It's, it's, been, it's Vegas. They got showgirls, of course, and warm-ups. All the showgirls used to be around the warm-ups, uh, the entire arena. I noticed last time we were there, they're only in the visitor, visitor side. So I can tell Vegas is trying to distract the visiting team and warm-ups a little bit. So they have all their tactics, right? And of course, a part of that is their bright gold helmets. I think they're trying to mimic what Notre Dame certainly has yes, done with the yes. football and the hockey as well. But, I mean, listen, under those bright lights, it is bright. The only other team that doesn't mark, if you watch the L.A. Kings every now and then, it's their third, third jerseys as well, where it's super shiny and it's silver. I mean, it almost it blasts off you like a spotlight. It is difficult to watch live, and I actually really am a big fan of the opposite direction, which a lot of these teams are going. We saw, I believe it was the Arizona Coyotes. They wear almost a matted helmets now, which is kind of a cool look. Yeah, I like that. I like the matted look for, for sure. Joey, it's always great. Get into that stadium, call that game tonight, and thank you for your help here on the Tree Hope campaign as always. 
Hey, of course, anytime, Mark. And uh, thank you so much for all your support and hope the trivia goes really well. And to all the family and friends at Cardinal Glennon, God bless you. And, and you guys all have a Merry Christmas. And tell Kerber to quit, you know, using his back as an excuse to not play racquetball. Okay. Can you pass that uh-huh. along? I am. I'm going to make a note of it right now as I sit in traffic, and that will be the first thing I say on the air tonight. I'm going to give a little chirp, just to kind of get. I, I need to get the blood flowing yes. in the Enterprise yes. Center here tonight. We got to get some momentum here going. Get it moving, Joey. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Stand by. Playback ready. Now the audio cut of the day. Hey, it's my first one this week since I've been gone. Audio Cut of the Day is sponsored by the Good Feet Store. It's all about comfort, energy, performance, and pain relief. I always like John Kennedy, so let's kind of lead into um, a couple of cuts here on Joe Biden with Senator Kennedy from Louisiana. You don't have to be Euclid to figure it out. Uh, President Biden is in political trouble. His poll numbers are practically on the ocean floor. Now, he is a Republican senator saying that about Joe Biden. Here's James Carville, Democrat strategist. We don't just need to carry under 30. We don't need to just carry black votes. We have to have a robust turnout in both in both of these demographics. And I don't see any evidence right now that that's happening. It sounds to me like you think if the election were held today, Biden would lose. Well, me and everybody else. <laughs> That's on CNN. And I love this from um, Chad Pergram on Fox earlier. I just need to use the the lead in here. They were going to a soundbite of Chuck Schumer. I highlighted this once earlier today. Democrats are watching. They believe impeachment is a stunt to help former President Trump and tarnish President Biden in an election year. How do you how can you tarnish President Biden any more than he's already been tarnished? I mean, I, I, I look, look he's at the, a self tarnisher. Right. I mean, if you look at the poll numbers, I don't think there's any doubt that he's kind of been tarnished. I mean, every state. It's not even close. It's not like you're looking at one or two point leads in in some of these. And in politics, three, four percentage points. That's enormous. So, look, long time to the election, but I had to highlight that a little bit. Your audio cut of the day. Sue, have a great night. We'll talk tomorrow. Get a roundtable at three. Get more at (sighs) 971talk.com. Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.